You're wonderful to me. Echo it. You're wonderful to me. You're wonderful to me. You're wonderful to me. Say you were wonderful to me. Say you were wonderful to me. Okay. Say you were wonderful to me. Say you were wonderful to me. Okay, hold it. I know there are lovers in the house, alright? I want to find a few people who are in love and are not ashamed. Alright? Alright? If you are in love and you are not ashamed, please stand up. Now, I don't mean you are in love with Jesus. I mean you are in love and you are not ashamed. That's why I'm standing. I'm in love and I'm not ashamed. Hey, love is a beautiful thing. You know, some of us make it look like uh, it's a sin to be in love. Come on. Where's my babe? Now, now, those of you who whose lovers are not here, you can hold your heart. Those of you who have lovers in the house, I want you to turn and look at them in the eyes. Say you're wonderful to me. Watch them. Say you're wonderful to me. Say you're wonderful. Come on, come to me. Say you're wonderful to me. Say you're wonderful to me. Uh, so, so, some of you don't know how lovers do this thing. Now look at her in the eyes and say, You are wonderful to me. Say you're wonderful. Say you were wonderful to me. Say you're wonderful to me. Okay, 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 okay. If you're in the house and you believe, you will soon be in love. Or, or maybe you believe you are in love and you have reasons to be ashamed. And you're trusting that one day you'll not be ashamed of being in love. Because love is a beautiful thing. I, I told you yesterday, I said, Solomon said, there are four things that, three things are a mystery, but the fourth, I just can't fathom it. One of the three things he said is, how do lizards find their way into king's palaces? A human being will be standing outside and waiting to see a king. But a lizard is already there. He's in the guy's bedroom. 
he said, I can't understand it. But you know the fourth thing that he said, I can't seem to figure it out. He said, it's the way of a young man and a maiden. Don't get, don't fall in love when you're old. It's not sweet. Say you're wonderful to me. Say you're wonderful to me. Say you're wonderful to me. Don't want them to do you my baby. Say you're wonderful to me. You know, the, the, the reason why people do things in the dark is because they cannot bring it out to light. Am I talking to you? Paul was writing and he said, everything that is pure is brought to the light. Do you understand that? That's why I don't support it when people enter into relationships in the secret. I don't support it. I told you yesterday and I'll say it again today. That every principle I teach you, remove it from religion. Place it on any pedestal, it will pass. I mean it. So I'm glad that there are people who are in love and are not ashamed. What is that? Amos is hugging Emanuela. It's a mystery. It's a figure. You are beginning to believe God for what the union will bring. You need to see the girl he's talking about. She's sweet. She makes her brother go, mm hmm, mm hmm. So, love is a beautiful thing. And I think it's a good place to start. Thank you, guys. Can you celebrate all the lovers? Say you're wonderful to me. Say you're wonderful to me. Now say you're beautiful to me. Say you're beautiful to me. Say you are glorious to me. Say you're glorious to me. Say you're wonderful to me. wonderful to me all right so let's take off for the night all right so it's a great night and I think we should take off but I'm glad that we're taking off on the note that love is a beautiful thing you know and like we said yesterday the problem is that we don't know where to create the boundaries we don't know where the lines fall and let me tell you truth is bloody lines anything will spoil i mean anything once the boundary lines are blood anything will spoil your relationship with your father spoils once the boundary lines are blood am i talking to you once the boundary lines are blood you'll find that a generation rises and does not know the reason why things were made the way they were made like you can find an american kid calling his father by his first name 
I, man, I still love to be an African. I don't know about you. I, I still love being an African. All right? But you go to America and you find a kid calling his father by his first name. And gradually the lines are blurred, and the guy doesn't know the reason why he should stop when somebody who is older says stop. Do you understand that? And so he gets into a lot of trouble because the boundary lines are blurred. So every time you blur the boundary lines, every time the boundary lines are taken off, what happens to you is that you start to fall into trouble. Now, like I said, I'm going to start on a fresh note tonight, especially for the sake of those of you who were not here yesterday. Sex does not begin in the room. Sex begins on the streets. Please take note. Sex does not begin in a room. It doesn't start when the room is dark. It, it doesn't start when the window blinds are down or shut and the door is shut and there's nobody looking. That's not where sex begins. No, yesterday I told you how to kill right now. You remember that? You know, right now just dies quickly. So sex does not begin in the room. Sex starts when a man sees a woman. That's where it starts. So it normally starts on the street. Alright? Now, when Jesus walked the earth, you'll find that one day they, you know, he came to them and he said, you hear that this is like this, but I tell you the truth, this is it. Then he said something that I don't know if it has ever troubled you. He said, if anybody looks at a woman to lust after her, he has committed adultery with her in his heart. And so I started to wonder, if sex takes two bodies, and I told you, two bodies were made to complement each other. Hello now. I told you the reason for the woman's breasts. I told you the reason why she's figured like a coke bottle one of the things i forgot to tell you is why your tongue why your legs turn into overcooked spaghetti when you see a good girl a fine girl you remember overcooked spaghetti only bookie can create those kind of things yeah. that her legs might not turn into overcooked spaghetti you know so it's important that we understand that when he said that there was something in his heart once we can understand what was in his heart then we can relate with the reality that he wanted to tell us alright now let me tell you something that many people fail to understand and it has hampered upon their perspective of God and everything God wants for them many of the times when we hear what God instructs us to do. Hear this. We think of it as him trying to limit us. Have you ever thought of it? Come on. I don't know if you are real. If you are that real. Because this sex talk. And so we need to be real. It's real talk. And I intend that subsequently we will still have real talk shows. 
and talk about issues that people would not want to talk because I believe that we are plagued with several issues because there's nobody who is addressing them from the core of what they are supposed to be am I talking to you now many of the times please take note of this many of the times when we come to relating with God when we come to relating with the things that he has said you realize that on different platforms almost every one of us at one point or the other felt that he was just trying to limit or restrict how much we should enjoy what we want to enjoy do you get like why would somebody wake up and tell me that in the midst of seeing so much food i should fast no i'm not talking to you i'm not talking to you you know and then somebody says to you fast and you know many christians when they fast and just in case you're not a christian in church if for any reason the faith you believe in allows you to fast many times when you fast you feel like you are afflicting your soul so that you will gain some kind of favor from a supernatural being that is higher than you and generally what we believe is he sees how much we have suffered and then he has mercy upon us Jonathan, and then he gives us what we're looking for i'm just laying the ground rules for the night all right don't worry we're going to talk about sex those of you who came to hear about sex maybe you'll be the one who look for a cutting board and close your ears i came ready for you i'm ready extremely ready all right so am i talking to you you know generally we have this feel and every time we've opened the bible what we see is a rule book am i talking to you so you think that he says do not steal because he does not know the pleasures of getting something you didn't work for because that's the whole essence of stealing it's just let somebody do the work and then i no but it's because you have not read it properly no when you read it you also find inside that he said stolen water is sweet come on now come on now that's to say to you that if god has any brains at all then he must know how it feels when you enjoy what is stolen and come on except if he's your enemy he should support what is sweet to you i don't have real people here am i talking to real people and so every time we've had to open our bibles every time we've had to read through what we see is a rule book so somewhere in our hearts we just feel if somebody's saying don't do this like this it's because he doesn't seem to know how much pleasure is in that thing no but tonight i want to say to you you are wrong can you permit me to say it again you are wrong he knows exactly how it feels 
He knows how much pleasure is available in what you want to do. Now, but do you realize that many times a child will want to do what he wants to do, even if it's to his heart? I, I don't feel like I'm talking to real people. A child will want to do what he wants to do, even if it's to his heart. So many times, when someone says to you, don't do it like this, you just feel the person has not come into the understanding of how much pleasure I gain when this happens like this. And so, you just feel, all right, when he's watching, I will not. You know, just because you want to have that good PR with the person. Maybe you care about his opinion. You just don't want him to get mad. So, when you feel he's watching, you do what he, he wants you to do. When there's not the feeling that he's watching, you're off and you're doing what you want to do. And my God, it is sweet to do what you want to do. And so the problem is, this is where the real problem is. That when you carry a rule book, what you see is restriction. But when you carry a book of wisdom, what you see is instruction. What's the difference? Every time you restrain a man, you see, we were created to be free. From our wiring, we love to be free. Nobody loves to have any kind of bonds around him. And so our search for freedom is persistent, is consistent, and nothing can fight it, not even God. So every time a human being feels that a law becomes for him a restriction, no matter how hard God tries, you become his enemy. Because by your natural wiring, you're wired to be free. So if anything has to make sense to you, you will have to see how helpful it is for you. That's the reason why you are being created with a we. So that it is your ability to boot and realize that this is ultimately for my good that brings your liberty now do you realize that it won't cost anything let's say you don't know me right you're walking in here for the first time and maybe you didn't like where something was maybe you didn't like the extra fold on the backdrop here you know if you're not the very side type and the very reserved type you could just walk up here stretch this and go back to your seat. Is that correct? Will it cost you so much? Come on, come on now. Talk to me. Will it cost you so much? It's real talk, so I need you to answer. Will it cost you so much? It won't. But do you realize that if you walked in and didn't realize how much this is deforming the whole of the backdrop? Sorry for calling your attention to you because some of you are very sensitive to some of these things. And you didn't realize that the extra fold here is deforming the whole of the backdrop and you walked into this place and i said precious do i have a precious here 
Is there any precious in Is there any precious here? Anybody bearing the name precious? Who? Your name is precious? Okay. If I say precious, come fix this. It's going to be a problem. I said, but adventure, you are walking in here for the first time. You didn't know me. There was not any kind of regard in your heart for me. You're just seeing me for the first time. And then you walk in and I say, go repair that thing. You will notice that naturally something inside of you rebels against it. Am I talking to real people? Naturally, something inside of you repels it. The first thing you try to size is on, on the standpoint of what authority is he asking me to do what I'm, he's asking me to do. Now, but for somebody who has been around me for a long while and has maybe come to know I'm a pastor and all of that, maybe I've helped him through certain troubles and all of that, there's already that place of regard in his heart for me. And if I called that person and said, you, do this. He would do it with joy, believing I gave him the honor to fix something. The reason is because he has placed some regard for me in his heart. And he believes that for me to ask him to do it, number one, I'm not deficient in who will do it. Am I talking to you? There are like 150 other people in one instance that I can say to do it and they'll do it gladly. So that person has come to that knowledge. Then secondly, the person has also come to the knowledge of the fact that somehow I've come to receive the fact that he operates some higher pedestal of wisdom. He stands upon some kind of higher pedestal of wisdom. That's why parents will always want you to be children why because you know our african adage what a child sees on top of an iroko tree an elder sees it sitting under the tree and closing his eyes or what a child cannot see why but is, is that true is that true is it true sometimes okay they sometimes say yay the all times say yay the no times say nay <laughs> now, you know rebellious children from by this kind of things that's how you separate alright so you will realize that two people will react differently to the same instruction from the same person because of how they perceive the person and his intentions am I speaking to you and because the perception of that intention is wrong what happens almost naturally is every time I speak to you the argument is on what platform and suddenly you will realize that 
your heart is not on the honor of giving you the service to do your heart is suddenly on the honor of how can i get up from where i'm sitting the comfort of my seat take like eight steps get to that place arrange that thing. in fact everybody's going to be looking at me and then if you're as bold as me you can turn and say sorry look for somebody else am i talking to bold people do i have bold people are there bold people around here you can simply turn and tell the person hey look for somebody else i've gone places where i felt disrespected too and i've react I've, i have severally in my life reacted to every act of disrespect like why should you see me for the first time and they ask me to you know there are some old people that are used to that they just see you then they say my son I, on what basis do i know you because your hair is gray now suddenly think everybody's your son do you understand have you ever been there no i want to talk to real people have you ever been there one old man just sees you on the street and then he says my son and when you hear that my son it's not take it's do uh no i'm not talking to you but the reason why your father your biological father will tell you to do and you have you won't have a problem is with it is because long before he ever asks you to do he asks you to take he had taken responsibility for something that made him that relevant in your life to be able to say to you do and then even when you don't feel like the constraint of knowing he holds this responsibility over you makes you do it now it's the same thing with when you carry your bible and you read it as a real rule book when you read it as a rule book you will just see restrictions but when you understand that the person who is speaking to you first has your interest at heart then even when it is constraining you will do it knowing that he's wiser but today i don't want you to trust his wisdom i want to show you consequence because for every time he intends for you to trust his wisdom is because of a consequence he knows about that maybe you have not yet come to know am i talking to you it's like my daughter gets up and then she sees something in the bottle and then she comes to me and you know children generally have longer throats you know that that demon you have to cast it out either by cane or something you know but generally children are curious about whatever you put in your mouth and so you just throw something in your mouth and then they go daddy i'll eat and when you drop that thing god bless you if you have not given them when you drop it they'll go and carry it and try it the way you tried it and sometimes it is bitter cola and they are not ready for it and so she sees something in a bottle and then she says, I want to drink. And you know it's acid. I heard that it's acid that's raining now. <laughs> We're going to stop that madness. And then she says, I want to drink. And you say no. Then she says, I want to drink. And you say no. Please, I beg you. Can you allow her to drink it small? No, talk to me. I, I mean acid. 
there are certain other things that you can permit her to taste like if it's bitter cola you can grind it and chuck it inside her mouth and close it and force her to swallow it but there are certain things that are unto death like you can't try it you know when my baby was seven months old she had this strange affection for electrical wires Every time, the part of the house she loved the most was anywhere wires pass. And when she gets to the wire, she'll stay over it and start romancing the wire. Those are the kind of things she loved to hug. So I learned to love to flog her. Do you understand? Every time she came close to a wire, I flogged her. She has never been electrocuted in her lifetime till today. Now, that's because when she was hugging the wire with rubber, I started flogging her at that time. Now, that's going to answer a major question for many of you. She was hugging the wire. It had rubber. As at that time, I knew where it was going to. One day, she will not be able to decipher between the wire that has rubber and the wire that is without rubber. And then, she will not be able to decipher when Nepal has brought light. And when there is no Nepalite, you know it's only in Nigeria we can talk like this. Because we have Nepal. Nepal is a mystery, man. Come on, am I talking to you? Come on, am I talking to you? Now, that's the answer I give to everybody who says, is it right to hug and hold and squeeze and smoosh and fondle? Yeah. You know, when you smoosh and kiss and fondle and touch, you are holding a life wire. It's just covered with rubber. Ah. The longer you rub that rubber and friction is happening, what's happening is that the rubber coating behind it. Oh, no. Uh, I'm not talking to you. I said the rubber coating behind the thing. It's actually wearing off. Suddenly you see red and blue and it became a little more colorful. Yeah. At first it was ash, you know. Ash is not as attractive a color. And amazingly red and blue are the colors of love. Yeah. So... You're rubbing it against surfaces. And one sweet thing about it is friction produces heat. Uh. One day a wise man said, he said, two is better than one. It's only that kind of wise man that can say two is and be correct. Go read it. He didn't say two are. He said, two is. He said, because when they lie down on a cold day, if you lie down alone, man, it's cold. But when you lie down together, and smooshing is happening, and you know, you are beginning to enter through the cleavage. Yeah, that's where it starts some people you start from there the problem is as you think it's not enough 
it just keeps going down until everything that seems to be an obstruction is obstructed and then you're going as it rubs off what's happening is that you're you're producing friction on the wires and when it turns red and blue it's so attractive you want to know a little more and then you rub it a little more at that point the naked wire is out when you touch it you know it enters now let me tell you something about electrocution if it starts gradually it's sweet no electricity has never if you want to enjoy electricity carry battery that is not very alive that has not hands out negative and positive pole and touched on your tongue sometimes the feeling is you know it starts like that the next thing you know is that all your hairs because you have taken in too much energy for you come on am I talking to you so plenty of the times what happens is we enter into arguments as to where do we start and where do we stop what extent do we go to and the problem is especially for a child you don't even know what's hidden inside and so many of the times you don't even know you're in trouble until you are in trouble come on am i talking to you am i talking to you tonight so first i want us to take out because i'm just about to start i want us to take out the thought from our minds of a set of rules and then start to ask ourselves why why no sex why no sex before marriage and then why sex in marriage what's the difference why should i not allow a guy sleep with me or why should i not allow a lady seduce me why should i not those are the questions i want us to ask ask and answer tonight then if we can answer them properly then we will understand that like a loving father what he wrote was not to restrict us what he wrote was to beautify us so you'd have him say one day he said my son pay attention to my words incline your ears to my sayings do not let them depart from your eyes keep them in the midst of your heart because i am pleased when you keep them no because they are life to you when you find them and they are held to all your flesh these are the things that make you alive and keep you healthy so what he's saying is i know my thoughts towards you the thoughts to prosper you and not to harm you is important
so when you come to agree with him that he's thinking good now every time not just for sexual sins not just for sex and all the things that follow it once you come to agree with him that what he's thinking for you is good then you'll see the reason why he's offended when you break it come on so why is he offended when you break the rule because he hates to see you cry that's why so you hear Hassan sing tonight and he said God is love not the feeling to just get involved loves your light when all is dark So the real love, where love is seated properly, is that one who hates to see the day your heart will break. That one who hates to see you live with a man you cannot trust. He knows how much it's going to cost you. Am I talking to you? No, it's amazing that the world wants to break off and live without restrictions and find true love it's not possible so in america amazingly even in churches you have people who have married six times seven times now what is rare in america is two people who have been married all their lives and it's gradually creeping into nigeria because we're imbibing the culture let me tell you one thing before we take off for the night because we're still just trying to stir up the waters. Guys, it's important that you understand that it is cultures that rule. Many people even think they're in charge of their lives. They don't know that it's a culture they bought that is ruling them. Somebody sold an idea to you. Had the person sell the idea. You watched a blue movie. And you saw the er erotic ecstasy on the face of the woman when the man penetrated her. You saw it. You heard, ah. And somewhere in your heart, they succeeded in creating the picture that this is the climax of the field. And I told you yesterday, I was point blank on it, that there is nothing else on earth that gets you as high as sex though it's the sweetest feeling you can get in your life time am i talking to you there's some of you don't know truth about it so stolen water is sweet it is in fact, sometimes what makes it fun is that you know it's against the law. If you went through a secondary school like the secondary school I went through, we always had a way of escape for every temptation. Now our temptations were our teachers. When you are broken a law in the hostel or something, and you know they are coming to look for you in the dining hall. If you go to the place where ss3 ss2 students stay the windows actually had bars like these ones but we made sure we removed the bars 
where the SS2 and SS3 students were. The reason is because if you hear the, the voice of the staff that is looking for you from afar, you can't use the door. He's already on his way. So you just take off on the table. Cow, 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 cow. Then you hold the window. And you're out. When you get out on the other side, the first feeling is hero. Come on, talk to me now. That's the first feeling. Many of the times when a law is broken, the first feeling you have is hero. But you run years down the line and then you realize that if they carry you now and take you back to secondary school and show you what you did. Was I this foolish? Do I have people whose brains are booted a little? You know? So, years down the line, one of my one of my primary school, my secondary school mates wrote something on my Facebook page on my birthday. He said, Man of God indeed. And you think he was going to insult me? No, he didn't. He said, What stands out about you is your consistency. You loved him then, you love him now, and I'm sure you'll love him forever. That time when I was loving him, they were the people who were begging to love him. Now they have seen that there is nothing that makes a man a man like loving God. Am I talking to you? Now I was telling church recently, I said the babes were going after them, that the other guys were oppressing. You think that because we are born again, we don't see fine babe? Man, I saw plenty. Have you ever lost sense of time oh no have you ever has it ever happened to you that's never happened to you you are not there it's not you i'm talking to i mean you saw a babe everything just seemed to pause like nothing else was happening in the world apart from you and the babe it just felt like matrix Has anybody ever been there? I said I want to talk to real people tonight. Has anybody ever been there? Has anybody ever tipped for a guy, you know? His chest. Check out chest, man. Or maybe he came to sing. And then he said, what's that light I see in your eyes? Why does it hurt and yet some smile? And then you're wondering, oh, he's the kind of one that can be hurting you and making you smile. <laughs> Come on, are we alive? So, hear me. It's important that we come to that understanding that helps us. Once we come to that understanding, then we can start to agree on what is sex. Why do we feel the way we feel? Yesterday I took the time to explain to you why you feel the way you feel, even though it is not yet time. I told you. There was a tree in the center of the garden. You remember the tree? Alright, let me touch it a little. For those of you who are not here yesterday. 
I don't know if you suffered the kind of mind-boggling I suffered when I was growing up. Because one of the things I kept asking was, if God knew it was a sin for these guys to eat of the tree, of the knowledge of good and evil, why did he plant it? Come on, did it boggle you? Was it a question that ever troubled you? You know, and yesterday I told them the simple reason. Did you notice that that tree was planted in the center of the garden? Did you ever notice? And the instruction was, do not as much as touch. Do you get it? But what's the rest of the instruction? Or what was the rest of the blessing that God put upon Adam? He said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth subdue it and replenish it now in replenishing the earth he was expected to grow the garden to cover the face of the earth because it's clear in genesis chapter 2 that the garden was a part of the earth the bible says god planted a garden eastward is that correct that means there was the rest of the earth without the garden in fact there was life happening outside of the garden if you could follow me through a long journey, I would have shown you that Satan was actually living outside the garden. That's the reason why as soon as the serpent crawled out, it could interact with Satan, become one with him by intercourse. Come. So he came in with the serpent. Now by reason of the unity of the body of Satan and the serpent, he could find access into the garden and then he came to the woman now so he came to the woman in a shade she was familiar with but in a voice she wasn't used to because the serpent had been living with her in the garden that's the reason why when god came to curse them he cursed first the serpent what was the scene of the serpent the scene of the serpent was that he was the first to break the edge he went out of the garden, out of the dominion of Adam, and so saw the guy who is in charge outside of the garden could possess him. Does it make sense? Come on, does it make sense? And so when he crawled back into the garden, follow me. He now could stand with Eve, and somewhere in Eve's mind, she felt she was relating innocently with one of the things that God had given her. But the instruction God had given them was, do not as much as touch. Now, if they were expected to cause the trees to multiply, then God was expecting that the garden was going to grow in its sphere. Come on, come on, come alive. Is that correct? So, if the garden keeps growing, and, Abe and Adam keeps having sex with Eve, they'll be given birth to children, who would be growing the rest of the parts of the garden, so when you hear, I will give you a help, meat for you. Part of what he was speaking about in that context was sex. Because one of the things he helps you do is he reproduces your strength. So that you can do a lot more than you would have done if you were staying in your restricted circle. John that? So, the garden will have grown and the growth of the garden was a threat to Satan. Why? Because he was living outside the garden. 
As the garden grows, it means Adam was taking more territory and Satan was losing territory. And if Adam is diligent and gives birth to several other children and they keep growing the garden, one day the garden will grow and cover the face of the whole earth. So there will be nowhere else for Satan to stay. At that point, by the reason of the consistency of the man, he will have justified the judgment of Satan. Because at that time, since there's no place for Satan to stay, God will now be forced to carry him. On. That's why when he returns, he'll return as king of kings, and then he'll take the territories of the earth, then there'll be nowhere for Satan to stay, so he'll be locked up in a dungeon. We didn't come talk about that. We came talk about sex, right? But I said all of that to say this, that if they didn't as much as touch the tree of the garden, then nobody would have planted that tree again. So, that tree will have become a reference, reference point to where they began. Is that correct? Come on, is that correct? So, every time they needed to trace their history, they'll go back there. And the tree was called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So, once they ate it, they could separate between what was good and what was evil. They, that's why they saw that they were naked. And then they wanted to do something good about it. And amazingly, that's a problem many people suffer. They are trying to be good. God never called you to try to be good. Don't try. He supplies your goodness. He's the one who supplies. That's by the way. So, if you go to 2 Corinthians 5, you find there that scripture says that every man must stand before the judgment seat of Christ that he might receive all the things that he has done in the flesh whether they be good or talk to me whether they be the tree of the knowledge of so what was the essence of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil judgment So when the time for judgment came, Paul told us, which we will refer to. He said, don't you know that you will judge the angels? Satan is a fallen angel. So the design was, when there's no longer place for him to stay, then God shows up and he says, guys, it's time. Now go touch it and eat it. So they take it, they eat it, then they see Satan's offense. Was this what you did? Come here. So, was God's intention for the tree of the knowledge of, and of good and evil for man to fall? Was it a beautiful intention? Did it turn out to hurt us? When Adam took it before its time, did it hurt us? Can we blame God? Now, that brings home what I want to say to you. That when he gives a law, it's not because he wants to deny you, it's because he understands when it is best for you. 
Am I talking to you? So I go back to where I promised you I was going to start tonight. Sex begins on the street. Please get set. You have a question while I teach. Just write it down. If you feel that it's too raw a question, you can be bold enough to stand up here and say, write it down. We're going to collect it later and then answer your question. But sex does not begin on bed. Sex begins in the streets. It starts from the mind. Nobody sleeps with a girl accidentally. Nobody gives in to a guy by mistake. And I love guys. They are persistent. They are consistently persistent. I wish I had real ladies here. Is that true? Is that true? Yes, sir. Hey, if you love me, prove it. Every time he says, prove it. You know what he's talking about? Yes, sir. He's not saying, no, he's saying, just open your legs. I want to enter. Open the door for me, my love. I came ready for you. He wants to enter and amazingly what he's looking for is not in between your legs you'll see it at the end of the discourse there's a satisfaction from which sex is supposed to come sex does not bring the satisfaction sex culminates it it's the comfort of love shared between two people that's supposed to culminate into sex it's not the drive for sex that culminates into love that's your error so i still belong to the old school that believes that two love waits because there is so much more to love than sex in fact, if you get truly involved with the things that love demands, you would not have time for sex. Can I talk to you? Now, every time, let me correct one other error. One other error that we have is that we believe that love is reciprocal. And even church people believe it. Love is not reciprocal. Love is sacrificial. Uh, am I talking to you? Come alive. And can I talk to my ladies? One of the problems that many of our ladies have had is the fact that they start to feel indebted to the guy by reason of how much gifts he has given, you know, how much love he has shown. Ah, see the kind of rapper he bought for my sister. Just at me. When I was hungry and nobody could come to my aid, he bought me suya. Imagine. It wasn't Gary. It was suya and yogurt. <laughs> Can I have some suya and yogurt? People say, uh huh. Talk to me. I, I, I feel you now. Uh, 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 uh. Can I have some sweet and yogurt people say, uh huh? Uh -huh. 
My God. If you don't love suya and yogurt, we need to check your salvation. There are two things you need to love to be a complete Christian. Suya and yogurt on one side, bread and fish on the other. Uh, you are alive. Come on now. Many of our ladies fall into trouble, especially with guys, because they believe they are indebted to returning to what he has given, and the debt can only be returned if I can open my legs for him to enter. And penetration is beyond just an act, it's a union. Now, so, the beauty of it is, before I unite with you, can I take the time to know you? Because you don't want to unite with what you thought was a man, and you wake up in the morning and find out he was a dog. Talk to me. Just imagine that you went to bed with a man last night, and then you woke up in the morning, and Now, you realize that that's where your sexual slavery begins from. You have entered into a unity that's hard for you to break out from. You don't like what you see, but you're still bound. Because penetration is beyond just fun. It's union. In fact, the fun in it tells you the strength of the union. Hello. Um, Kingsley Okonkwo said it this way. I've not been able to improve on it. He said, sex is like the gum behind the sticker. You need to find the proper place for the gum on the sticker. So you clean it up first. If you have sense. Because some people don't. Take time to clean the glass first. You are sure the glass is clean enough. And then you check the angle of what do you call it archie guys angle of projection or protection do you understand me you check how you want the sticker to be seen do you want to see it rectangular or you want to slant it a little bit all of that then when you check it you carefully paste it now watch you can make a mistake while pasting it then you pull it the next time you paste it you realize that it's not as strong as the last line. Then try pasting it the third time. So you realize that because people are coming to unions with too many people, when they come into what is supposed to be their home, they can't build it. I told you yesterday that I'm going to talk to you about the strength of your first love. Not just first love as in the first person I loved, but also first love as in the first person I had sex with. There's already enough strength in the first person you love. How many of you can, how many, how many of us can still remember our first love? Can you remember the experience? Some of you are 14. Some were 8. Now, watch this. Watch this. Yeah, watch this. When we relate, and that happens in any level of relationship if i start to see kate daily 
you just realize that almost naturally our hearts connect. I just don't know how to do without seeing her. Can a guy talk to me about that 12, 13 the night? Oh, no, no, no. Can a guy talk to me about that 1, 13 the night? Uh, no, guys. We are too, we are realer than this. Come on, guys. We are realer than this. Can you talk to me about 1, 13 the night? When you woke up and you felt like seeing her. And it just said like it was still like 6 o'clock in the evening. And especially that you're on campus. You just know things can happen even if it's 1.30. And then you call, you call her at 1.30. And you're like, hey, the baby. It's called bedroom voice. When you call at those kind of times, you don't call harshly. The reason is because there's some kind of attraction that's begun to happen that is making your heart respond to wherever she is, no matter how far she is. And it happens even when we're friends. When friends meet, I mean, guy and guy, but not gay. Girl and girl, but not. I mean, when we meet at that level, there's the sense of connection that comes to the fact that we're speaking the same thing. You know, he's thinking like me, you know, that's what attracts you to people. Even if he's not thinking like you, he's thinking the kind of thoughts you like to think. You know, maybe he helped you see how whacked your thinking has been. Have you ever met a friend like that? I've had a few like that, you know. When they started to think, I started to see how stupid I was. So I thought, I need to think like this guy. So you realize that this is design. Design is Take the time. Know the person you are trying to commit to. Because when sex happens, it's a bond. It's a union. It's beyond just um, we slept and woke up. That's what American films make you feel. They come out. What's your name? You never watched some of those high school movies? Don't act all righteous on me now. And the guy is just walking on the street and he sees a girl. And he told him, I don't care. He says. The next thing he just showing in the film is, uh, 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 What's your name? And like I said to you earlier, Amazingly, even that thing that you think you believe was a culture sold to you. So you watched that movie and you just felt the beauty of this thing and the only thing that can make me breathe that last uh, is when I'm coming out from inside her. Now let me give you the question to ask when sex is done. What holds us when it is done? That's the reason why he said you should never give anybody your body until he has given you his commitment. Because when you marry like me and you do one round and she says, let's do another one. 
Someone in your heart, you are thinking, where am I going to start from? They say, no. This woman is somewhere. I need to help her stay there. And then you got down your energy. Then you do another one. Then she says, let's do a case. You will tell her, I'm coming. You know, I have a preaching session tomorrow. I need to go. I need to study. Someday you remember all your business arrangements. Because something else needs to hold strength and hold sway when sex is done. That thing, the only thing that can do it is commitment. Because you see that guy you're crazy and head over heels for. Continue, keep going. You wake up one day and realize that he looks like a baboon. when I say those things. You know why? Because I'm telling you the truth. I mean, you wake up one day and he's all over you, you know. He's all over. Mm. Do you, that thing you are looking for, that love. Oh, he's soft. See how he's kissing me. One day he'll kiss you and say, please stop it. <laughs> because, you see, when sex is done, the desire for other things arise. And if what is binding is not true love, you realize that it keeps breaking off. So you keep trying to patch it. Come on, are you still here? So guys, this is it. When he says commit first, it's because he intended for it to be an eternal union. So that if I'm joined with one person, I wouldn't need to separate myself and join myself with another. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard this expression, but somebody says, why should we be eating rice, 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 rice every day? One day, won't you miss rice with is woman they call beans. Do you understand the analogy? My wife, 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 my wife. Say one day, can't you just add Sarah? I call that name because that's the only thing I can add. Am I talking to you? I'm in love. You know. When we were on campus, one day we came back from jogging. Actually, that jogging was like light jogging. <laughs> we needed to find a way to see ourselves early in the morning. So we told ourselves to start jogging by five. You know, becoming very lazy. Have you feeling that kind of strange pain here? Yeah. Say, yes, I'm feeling it. It's okay, let's jog. Jog, it will take it out. So we started jogging 5 a.m. I didn't miss jogging throughout that season. How can I miss jogging? Oh. Now they are begging me to jog, jog, jog. I say, for what? What am I doing? Because the mission is accomplished. God bless you. The motivation for the jogging now lives in my house. So, 
We used to jog at 5 a.m. So one day, we finished jogging. And then I was walking her back to Amina. She was living in 2-5 in Amina. I remember all our room numbers. Don't, don't try me. I called their house phone number yesterday. You think it's a joke? After how many years? 2002 till now, how many years? Nine years. I can still remember that number like this. It's not a joke. It's love. I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love. I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love. Sweet Sister Sarah. Oh, shout it. She trips me every new season. I mean, come on. She's one of my overcoming all the temptations around me. She's, she just, I just look, I sigh. She's not even there. You don't understand. Please don't understand. It's better for you. Are, are you following me? Then we'll finish jogging in the morning. Then I'm walking her back to her and she holds my hands. And then we start singing a Jesus song. For sister. I hold her hand. Paul Balochi, who had just bought Paul Balochi's opened the eyes of my heart that time. And there's a song inside. I am falling. I am falling in love. I am falling in love. I am falling in love with you. I am falling. Guys, learn to sing. I am falling in love. I am falling in love. I am falling in love with you you know and we sing that we sing that all the way from the gates uh, not gate we're coming all the way to amina then suddenly the song changed i am falling you are falling on me i am falling on you we didn't know what to say so he said we are falling on each other <laughs> we sang songs like that and Lenny LeBlanc had just brought out his album One Desire he wrote a song there for his wife he said if I could have one desire before my life is true even in my darkest night, my light will shine for you. If I could stop the hands of time, or make a wish come true, I will tell my heart to burn with fire for no one else but you. This is my one desire. Would sing songs like that. Some of you, the reason why you lose your relationships is that you're not romantic. Say, let's go. Say, where? Dinner.
Then the day he wants to give the engagement ring, you are still that kind of dinner that you managed to go, you know, because of the way he said it. Then you buy meat pie. Then you tie the serviette with the ring. Then you push the meat pie. Then maybe you didn't know it was meat pie, so maybe you are thinking of taking it home. So, won't you check what I bought for you? Then you open a fire ring. Then you two be smiling and saying, I do, you have died. Come on, are you alive? Let me turn around up so that we can ask questions, all right? Okay? Now, so, when he says what he says, he says it because he's a father, he's wiser than you, and your wisdom can never beat him. He can't. There's, you can't conjure any wisdom that will beat the wisdom of him. Because, you know, the amazing thing we need to know about him is that he finished before you began. So he did all the six days. He rested. Then he said, yeah, let's start. Play that tape. And so before you came, he knew what was best for you. So you have people going to those kind of unions and then they come out of it going to another kind of sexual union, come out of it, they go into another kind of sexual union, come out of it, and when they do, sex becomes a common thing for them. Listen to me, marriage does not solve unfaithfulness. In fact, amazingly, as married people, we are tempted more. So our discipline to have waited for you before we married you, is what reflects when we marry you. Because yes, that discipline is what holds us even now. It's not because we don't see fine girls. If you're a pastor like me, you see every day. They come for counseling, for prayer, sometimes for service. You don't understand kind of service, no Sunday service. You understand? Some of them just come saying, Take me as I am. Oh, pastor, take me as I am. Am I talking to you? When you hear it, what keeps you disciplined? I told myself a secret. Can I tell you? It has kept me. Of course, it was the grace of God that supplied it. When the lights are off, what is on the face does not matter. You didn't hear me. Jonathan. There's no girl that has two holes in between her leg. Now you are sweating. I'm talking to. There's no. She has not been born. All of them, the hole is one. The kind of thing it releases is the same. Do you understand? All these figure eight you are talking about. When you close the door of the light, you can't remember the figure. Oh, oh, sorry. Some of you are very holy. Am I talking to you? Now, so what I tell myself is, it is greed for me to think of entering another hole. My well has sufficient water. 
and the day I enter it and it's dry, it means I didn't tend it properly. Because what you get in sex in the night is a product of what you built in the day. Am I talking to you? So when you see people who are in a hurry to go into sex, what they did was they moved from nursery one to 600 level. <laughs> and you know confusion will kill that child. Come on, am I talking to you? Even confusion is sufficient to kill that child. Because he jumped the processes. So, let me flip and then tell you about how you feel. So that you don't think we don't know how you feel. Do you understand? Because when we talk like this, people think we don't know how it feels. You know, you don't know how it feels. I just want to tear our clothes. When it comes in the real sense of come. You don't have time to remove button. That's to tell you how, how much of an animal you have become. Every decent human being is discreet enough to wait. You are in a relationship with a guy. He's trying to tear your shirt. Then you come back tomorrow and say, I forgive you. The evidence of your forgiveness is that you have run away. Shobo. You understand me? Because it means that when he marries you, it's you he will tear. You start from your head. I was saying something. Don't think we don't know how it feels. Do you understand that? Amazingly, even as married people, we have to put up a lot of this. Let me. Uh, have you ever read in the Songs of Solomon where the lover said, I beg you, don't awaken love before it pleases? The reason is because it is easier to deal with how you feel. That's why I congratulate the people tonight who have never been in bed with someone. And then I congratulate also the people who have been in bed but they have found a Jesus who makes them a new creation. Because two of you, there's no difference between you. Am I talking to you? Somebody asked me one day, he said, if your wife was not a virgin before you met her, could you have married her? I said, when she was a prostitute, I would have. It's true. Because I interfaced, I told her before I married her. I said, I'm not marrying you because you kept yourself. She did. I said, I am marrying you because the love that is beyond the love I have for you just reveals the beauty in you to me. So I told her, I said, even if you had known 10 men before me, I would still marry you. Because the you I'll be marrying you is brand new. Am I talking to you? So don't wake up and think we don't know how it feels to be head over heels. So let me come down a little because I want you guys to really ask your questions tonight. We didn't have the time to yesterday. Let me come down a little and help you understand that
they're truly we truly understand how it feels we sincerely have been there i said what i said to say this that as a married man who can at any time prepare the garden and have beautiful sex man my god i wish i was talking in a married conference but since many of you are not yet married let me save you all right i mean having done that consistently i have cause to travel sometimes for a week sometimes for more than i have cause to be away for a long while and many of the times when i go to the places i go to i see different kind of things i went to worry when i finished preaching worry that night i couldn't sleep in my room they said should they get a hotel for me i said no i said woman of god since you are a woman of god i know that your house is going to be a good holy place let's just prepare a room for me in your house i didn't know that it would have been better for me to sleep in the hotel i was lying down at about 12 13 in the night then my door opened Thank God I had just finished studying. So I had not removed my... My jeans was still on me. I was holily covered. <laughs> my door opened. And then the girl walks in. Thank God she didn't walk to my door, my bed. Because she would have either lost a teeth. Or I, I, I'm telling you the truth. I said, Joseph, you are struggling with Potiphar's wife. You still ended in prison. You have slapped her. What's the difference? He still ended in prison. So I asked God, I'll be angry. You slapped my wife. Take him to prison. You ran away. We still went to prison. For what? Slapper, slapper again. My dad shouting, Hey, say, tell them what you have done. Slapper, they run out. When they say, My dad shouts, say, Hey, she's shouting. I mean, my mind was made up. She came in, she was wearing only an IDs, you could see through it. She came, looked for a table that was like this high, and she sat like this. Suddenly, I was looking for oxygen. All the air in the room finished. So I told her, I said, I'm coming. Said, hey, there's one program they're doing on TV. Is it like? Are they not doing program on TV? They are doing program on TV. I want to see it. If you can follow me to the parlor like this, then I now know what you're looking for, ba. So I went to the parlor. Before I went to the parlor, I went to our brother's room and I knocked it. I said, come and see this program. I'm serious. I told the woman, I said, when I finish tomorrow, ma, I'm going to leave. She said, why? I said, no, I'm, I just, I have a boarding for another. Now, Emmanuel, I laughing. Take that girl out. 
She's laughing at this canteen at this age. Come. Come on, are you alive? Now, what keeps us in those kind of times? You know, I wasn't even I, I wasn't married then. But what keeps us in those kind of times is the discipline and the fear of the Lord that sits in our heart. I've traveled several years as a married man and I've seen people that are fine. I mean, crazily fine. And they were all around you. And sometimes you feel like just hiding your ring. Just, yeah, how are you? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> so we know exactly how it feels to be head over heels. But what keeps us? I'm going to introduce you to something. Now, that's the place where many of us have heard several things but have not been able to keep it. Or not been able to understand that there is strength beyond you. See, let me tell you this, the force of... Uh, have you ever heard that many waters cannot quench love? Yes, sir. The love there is not just uh, love. It's also... When a, when a man is high, he's crazy. And he can be high for three months. You've not read the story in the Bible? A guy plotted to sleep with his sister. His name was Amnon. And he kept plotting and kept plotting and became sick plotting. As soon as he was done, the hatred with which he hated her. Now, let me tell those of you who are born again. This is where you make your greatest errors. You feel like, I cannot keep the fire. This thing is too much. And he lost me. After all, we will marry. Let's do. Don't, talk, don't do as if you don't know what I'm talking about. But I keep a straight face so that they will not know it's you. Am I talking to you? You just feel like that. Now, if that guy truly loves the Lord, what's happening to him at that time is a distortion. Do you understand? He has left his default setting. He's, there's a distortion in his system. And somewhere he just feels that what he feels in his body, if he sleeps with you, he can satisfy it. But he still fears God in his heart. Now, as soon as he's done sleeping with you, that pressure comes out. Then the fear for God comes up. When the fear for God comes up, every time he looks at you, he sees that devil that fell him. So, you lose godly men because you, you weren't able to say no to them. Hey, if you say no to a godly man and he goes away, let him... So when that fear for God rises again, every time he sees you, he sees that enemy of his love for God. So, because he wants to be righteous like Joseph, he would start to put up with you. You can see that the free flow that used to be there is missing. If you've been through it, you will know what I'm talking about. The free flow begins to miss. 
He's suddenly answering you in two, three words. Somebody who could talk to you in like 16,000 words and will not stop. Then you say, how was your day? He said, it was fine. Three. Say, where do you go to? To class. <laughs> say, how many people did you see? All my classmates. <laughs> Nobody missed class. He said, none. You're trying to spark up a conversation. He's not coming alive. And truth is, he knows that it was a mutual thing. So he can't point the fingers at you. So you keep going, what is wrong? And he can't tell you. Do you understand? Now one day you wake up and say, um, I've been praying. True, I've been praying about this relationship. And I think that we can't go far. And if you've ever been in a real situation, you will know that it happens not once, not, once, not twice, not it happens consistently. The same thing happens to the lady. If she truly loves the Lord, and you pressure her and pressure her and pressure her, and one day she wakes up and she says, it was God who spoke to me about this thing, so let's just do it. And she does it. When she is done, you become her greatest enemy. Because every time she sees you, she sees the one who separated her from you. Because let me tell you, I told you sex is to be done from the standpoint of satisfaction. It's the satisfaction of having received God that makes that you are satisfied in sex. I told you, take these words, put them on any platform they will pass. Don't think I'm talking as a religious freak. If you look at me, you know I'm not a fool. You know. So, when that happens between both of you, what happens is that there's a natural disconnect. Because the love you have for God will always supersede and superimpose upon the love that you have for one another. So, hear me, guys. One of the things that we must do is we must realize that in the heat and the highest peak of our desires, there is help beyond us. Now if you read the scriptures in 1 Corinthians 10, you'll find that the Bible says that there is no temptation that has seized you Except that which is common to man. Now tell yourself it is common. Tell yourself it is common. One of the reasons why people fall to sexual sins is because they specialize it. They feel that that feeling is special. No, it's the same kind of feeling you see between male goat or otherwise called busu and female goat. That same craze that runs in between them is that same craze that runs in your mind. Now, so if you see a person who responds to his sexual instincts without any sense of restriction, when you see that kind of person, if in case the person is in a relationship with you, stop him and say, Are you a goat? No, you know, by the time you insult him, you get so angry, you don't want to sleep with you. 
in case the Ewu doesn't time at Ewu Christmas. <laughs> Some of you don't even know what I said. You don't know Ewu, but it is Ewu. Ewu is good. What makes you different from a goat is the, do you know how goats do? Once a goat does that, he's going to follow that thing till the very end. He'll be wailing and pushing her towards bush. The girl will run out. He'll follow her, follow her, follow her behind. Then he'll be Until it is done, he cannot stop. Jonathan, if you if you enter a relationship with somebody like that, stop him somewhere in the middle. You see, some of us are too polite. God, God, God. Say why? Say it's only God that can control that inside there. They don't even have trousers. Say no wonder I saw your zip the other day spoiled. When you say it, you wake up. It is common. Do you understand? When you commonize it, it makes you understand that it can be overcome. It is common. And it is common means also that there are people who have felt like that and didn't end up doing it. They didn't end up having sex and they did not die. So there's no temptation that seizes you except that which is come on. Come on, say it is come on. Say it, say it is come on. It's come on. Now, when you know that, then the second thing you know is God is faithful. Let me tell you the truth. If you're not born again, you're not ready to commit to God, I cannot guarantee you. That you can stay without sex. Even if you do it, you just be a disciplined dog. That's true. They are sending dogs that have wives. You don't know. Why a dog like that? He slept with only his wife. So he didn't do general things. No. So when we see his wife pregnant, we know he's responsible. We don't need to ask the rest of the dogs. Ah, he has done it. Are you following me? But there's help beyond you. The Bible says God is faithful. Let me give a story. Heard of a servant of God who was brought in by a woman. Great servant of God. Brought in by a woman. He was still a professional before he became a pastor. Somebody who was higher than him, you know, like a more senior pastor, sent him to go do work for this woman. And they traveled out of the country together because most of the properties he needed to um, work on were outside the country. Then they got to the hotel room. And he checked into one hotel. She checked into a different hotel. Highly placed woman. Then in the night, she called him up and said, hey, come to my room. We need to finish work. Then he said, ah, sorry, ma. You are in a different hotel. I'm in a different hotel. It's too late. I can't get a car too come to where you are. She said, no, I checked into your hotel last night. Then he came. 
Now, because of how highly placed she was, she had two bodyguards by the door and they had guns. And it's normal, she travels with them. Then he comes in, and this was this woman just wearing her nighties. As soon as he enters, she goes to the door, she locks the door, and then removes her nighties, her nighties, and then she's standing stark naked. This is not a secondary story, it's a primary one. So I know who I'm talking about. I'm not telling one story that somebody said. Do you understand? Then the woman said, Come. Then he said, Ah, no, you know. I love God. I can't do this. The woman said, You can't go out of this place. Man. If you don't do this, you are not going out. No, if it's you, it's not free market. Something you are trying not to buy, they say buy by force. They say I won't buy, they say take for free. Am I talking to you? And then he stands there. And then he decides to stall her for a while. Then he told her, okay, wait. Let me enter inside the bathroom and just freshen up. You know, let me freshen up so that I can be in good. And then she thinks, yeah, it's a good idea. So she lies down there. And she's waiting for him. And he enters into the bathroom and makes a simple prayer. He says, God, you know my heart. I don't want to sleep with this woman. Or see two guns. By the door. If I try anything and they shout, they don't muffle me to death in this room. This night, nobody can trace that I died. And I know I have work for you. So God, whatever you do tonight, save me. And he steps out. And then she just turns to smile. And blood breaks out from her. Pow. In the embarrassment of the breaking out of the blood, trying to put herself together, he knocked the doors and he told the guys, say, Madam, needs help. She needs help. She needs help quickly. And then they, ah, Madam, Madam. They say, stay there. Then he told her, I'm coming. He went out. He took off. He said the next day he took the first flight back to Nigeria. <laughs> Now, why did I give you a, an extreme case like that? I was telling them in church recently, I said, people think that Joseph had rubber body. No, he didn't. Because later on, he gave birth to Ephraim and Manasseh. And he didn't lay hands to do that. Am I talking to you? And what you need to understand is that the wife of Potiphar. Oh, no, no, no. No, you don't know what I'm talking about. I said the wife of Potiphar. Those kind of women bath inside perfume. So her body is succulent. Like fresh apple. According to Emeka. You didn't hear it in this poem. Do you understand me? Maybe the guy has been managing one old Hebrew girl that has been fetching water all her life. Then today, she's succulent, well-built woman. She's, it's not that he's saying, Madam Hafa. She's the one who's saying, boy, boy, forget about this. Thing. In fact, if you read history books, you'll find that one of the renditions said, 
that one day she pressed Joseph. And then Joseph said to her, I can't do this thing against God. She had this wooden God in her room. She removed her skirt, put it over the God, and said, he's not seeing anymore. Let's just do this. That means everything about Joseph responded. But imagine if Joseph wore a shirt that day that had bought him. No, you can't imagine with me yet. It means that he was wearing a robe and his way of escape was his robe. Because the robe would have been open enough for him to free himself from when she held it. So check around you within the circumstance you will find your answer. Am I talking to you? When the situations get really high, when you are locked up under so much pressure, check around you. The answer is there. Raise a talk. Do something. Your answer is always with you. But see, the problem is that many times, even us, we are too lost in the erratic field that we can't think. Now, the problem is we have not learned to ask God to help us stay in charge of what we think. I started, to you by, I started today by saying to you that sex does not begin in bed. It starts on the street. So, if you must address the sexual question, one of the things that you must do is you must address how you think. Because what makes you feel the way you feel is that you have thought over it again and again and again. Wow. See his chest. Is there hair inside? Hey, that day when he was single, see the hair came out small. See how it will feel as I'm rubbing the bushes. Oh, one strand. Oh. She's gone. The pictures are strengthening in her mind. And as the pictures strengthen, almost naturally they will come out. Come on, am I talking to you? Ah, see his well-built chest. Hey, see how figure eight. And then, as you are building along that line, you don't know. You are already preparing the bed. So what do you do? When thoughts rise from that level, you start to ask God, Lord, help me. Help me. Lord, help me. I don't want to think like this. Now, the second thing I want to teach you is, you don't rebuke thoughts with thoughts. You rebuke thoughts with words. Sometimes the problem we have is we're trying to replace a thought. You're thinking of it again. You're now rubbing the word. That's where masturbation starts from. You don't know? You can't masturbate outside of your thoughts. So I begin to rub the wall. Then you hold pillow. The pillow is squeezing. I've ever held a human being that squeezed like that. But why does it continue? It's because there's something you're built in your mind. When the thoughts begin to rise, that's when to address them. You stand up from that standpoint 
When you want to address a thought, don't think, okay, no, let me stop thinking. Let's think when we're in church. I'm doing praise worship. Then you will turn in that thought of praise worship. You just turn and see that the girl you were imagining was the one who was doing praise and worship next to you. The other of you are clapping towards each other. You are laughing. Is it not true? Am I talking to you? The next thing you realize is, in your mind, you just say, after service, we are walking home, I'm holding a hand, then we enter my room. And you have gone back to the same thought you're coming from. But listen, why did Jesus turn and look at Satan and say, get thee behind me, Satan? Why would Peter speak what he spoke and then Jesus will look at Peter and say, get thee behind me, Satan? And let me say this for the benefit of those of you who don't know the story I'm, I'm speaking about. One day Peter said to Jesus, no, don't talk like this. How can you be saying you will die? It's not a good thing to say. Then Jesus turned and looked at Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Why? What Peter said was suggestive. Do you understand? He suggested to him that there was some way easier. And the only way he could deal with it was to rebuke it with his mouth. So he wasn't talking to Peter. He was talking to the spirit that was trying to address him in Peter. And spirits have ears. So they listen. When you rebuke them, they go. Come on, am I talking to you? So let's put a cap on this. It means that nobody can escape a sexual sin Nobody can escape sexual addiction by reason of your strength or what you have made up your mind to do. Sexual addiction is like New Year resolution. You come on that first December, I say, God, if I can cross to next year, you will see true worship. I will worship you. Next year, no sin. 3rd of January. In fact, will you read Ted? First of January, you go to visit somebody. The same booze you swore to God last night. You're not going to drink. They give you and you just think, hey, let's chill out. It's just one bottle. Say, God, you know, before I used to do five, that is one. It's much more that will change. Or it's much more that the thing will change you. Because there has to be a change somewhere. Am I talking to you? That's how sexual addiction is. Every time you wake up and make up your mind, this is the last. When you say this is the last, then you wake up again and see yourself in the hand of another stranger. And this is the last. And you see yourself in the hand of another stranger. By the time you do that consistently, you will wake up one day and realize, I don't have strength to fight it anymore. So you give it to Then you become a sexual slave all of your life. You never get to enjoy the beauty of what God designed because it is abused. But tonight I came to say that there is grace beyond you. There is. If only you can say, Lord, I really want to stop this. I really want to find strength. Some of you have not yet reached the sex level. But you are already going down the line. Kissing has come in. You know, it's now turning into smooshing. You know, it starts from hog. Then hog. You know that? Hmm? 
Let me use a brother since I'm not gay. Come. Come. Lord said, don't be shy. Don't be shy. You know, first, the hog starts from the side. God bless your hog. God bless you. Then the next thing is you hug yourselves. Then the next time you hug, you hug. You are trying to feel everything on the frontal lobe. They're thinking, where is this thing now? Where is it? No, I've not felt it yet. You are already on your way. You are going. It's a journey. You only began it. By the next time, you want to touch what you have felt. So, so hands begin to move. At first, they start to move in reasonable places. Like around the hand and around the back. Then neck. As if they want to kill you. Then before you know, I'm talking like this because you don't want to say it because you think you did it in the dark. Nobody knows how it happened. No, we know. All of us have been there. Jonathan, some of us, we go there legally. The problem is that you, you come in through the window. So it's important, guys, that you understand. You're already in the process. And you want to say, Lord, I want to stop it. Yeah. There are beautiful ways to show us affection in a relationship. Holding of hands. Sweet. I remember back then when I hold my wife's hand, I feel like eating it. I mean it. So we do our hands in different styles because we knew we couldn't go beyond there. And I've had a rule that when greeting is how someone said it, that Ngesu Aoche, we want as our father. Is Dembe? Oh, you don't know the meaning of that. He says somebody is greeting you, shaking you, and the shake now is passing your elbow. That has turned to fight. Do you understand? So we are rubbing ourselves. Please stand up. Let them see your hand. We are rubbing like this. There's something I'm looking for, you know? By the time it has reached here, now fight. Am I talking to you? Holding of hands, beautiful. Hugging, sweet. But you see, I counsel that people who are into relationships or people who are acquainting with themselves, be careful how they hug. You're hugging for 10 seconds. What are you doing with it? One. Two. Jonathan, when you start to do that, what you're doing is you're sparking up a fire. Now, if there is no line where you tell yourselves, we can't cross this because we cannot get this, then you realize that more and more you are crossing the boundary lines. Let me tell you how Satan operates. In Psalm chapter 2, you find that the Bible says, Why do the heathens rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The rulers of the earth sit down and take counsel against the Lord and his anointed saying. Now when you go to where Peter quoted it, he stopped there. But if you go to Psalm chapter 2, you'll find the complete rendition. He said, saying, let us break their bands from us and cast their cords asunder. That means let's take off their boundary lines. 
once it starts to grow beyond there it starts to grow beyond there you realize as a lady that you get up to dress every day and you're trying to set your boobs the reason is because you are expecting that it's going to be touched so you are projecting it am I talking to you? I told you I came ready for you today why are you sweating? you are doing it you know because you are expecting that he's going to touch it So you realize that it finished happening in your room before you came out. Coming out was only a fulfillment of what you expected. Surely there's an end and the expectation of the righteous. Am I talking to you? So if you can address it from thought level and keep your thoughts discreet at relationship level, then you can deal with sex. Now, the last set of people I'm going to be talking to tonight are the people who don't even need relationship to have sex. Is it surprising? Right now, you don't need relationship to have sex. You just need to meet on the street. That's why I told you. Some people finish, then they ask, what's your name? And then you suddenly think you were overwhelmed by how you felt. No, that is crazy. It is mad. It means you have a problem. That one is a deliverance case. But there's no better deliverance than the deliverance of the word of God. People who do that and suffer that are suffering from low self-esteem. Am I talking to you? It's your self-esteem. It is poor. So you feel you, you can prove that you are up to date. You are in place. You have reached the place. You are up to standard. By how willing you are to give your body. No. That's not what makes you precious. What makes you precious is how scarce you are. So guys, tonight, I call you to the place of grace. Because the strongest thing against, the sexual drive is strong. But what is stronger is God's grace. And every time a man can intercept God's grace, then he can say no. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 says, The grace that brought salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us to say no. So grace is what rises inside of you and teaches you to say no. I told you earlier, I said for many of you, your problem is that you are trying to stop. Don't try. It is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So your assignment is not to try. Your assignment is to yield. Say, Lord, I understand that I can't help myself. Can I tell you the problem some Christians have? Can I tell you? Please play that. But play it softly. Let me tell you the problem. You see, there are places where you need to be weak and places where you need to be strong. Sometimes Christians want to be strong everywhere. It's wrong. Paul said, it is when I am weak that your strength is made. Talk to me. Your strength is made. Whose strength? God's strength. Why? Watch this. The average believer, especially in the 21st century, especially faith and new creation inclined believers, this is what we do. 
when we enter into God's presence, we start to tell him who we are. You are a fool. You hear me? You are coming into God's presence. Say, I'm strong. The world is in my hands. You are crazy. When you come to one who is higher, even if you are high, you bow. The Bible says when Jesus submits all of the kingdoms of the earth to the Father, he will come under him. Yeah. Who are you? You want to come and tell God who you are? Have faith. I am strong. Now, the Bible says you come to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find. So if I were you, even if I was strong by the door, I will remove my strength and come and say, Father, have you ever had a good father? You had money in your pocket. But you know your father has excess. Daddy, how far now? So Daddy, I want to go out. It's not because you didn't have transport. It's because you know that when you keep yourself a son, what happens to you is that grace is released in your direction. Am I talking to you? Am I talking to you? You come in. And you make yourself a son. You bow low. Daddy, I want to go out. When you say, Daddy, I want to go out, what he's hearing is, I need grace. Give me money. I need transport. That's what he's hearing. So you enter into God's presence. Don't say, you saw a girl. She was trying to make you fall. Then come. You say, I'm strong. The strength of the Lord is in me. Who are you telling me? When you enter into God's presence, come and say, Lord, I, I didn't know that I could still react to a girl like this. Lord, help. I made a statement in church. I want to make it again. I told them. I said, I don't know. I actually don't know if there's a man of God that likes women like I do. I'm serious. I like women. They're sweet. You know they were created to be liked. Look at them now. Brothers, you have a sister around you. Turn and look at her. You will know. God created her to be liked. Do you understand? Hello, saints. Now, I'm telling you how I deal with mine. The reason why I'm coming out playing to tell you how I deal with mine is so that you know how to deal with yours. I see fine girls every day. Nah. Ooh, see her. Hey, see a little purple. Have you ever seen Janet? Janet, Janet, she turns pink now. That's what. Every time I do that to her, she just turns red. Are you with me? She just. When you see that, that's not the time to go to God's presence and be shouting, "I'm strong. The strength of the Lord is me. I, I overcome everything in the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world in my face." Cool down. That's not the time. When you come in, you must know that you came into the presence of the one who is all-sufficient. He has the strength to lift you from your trouble. Then you come in and ask him, Lord, Lord, I need grace. Let grace Then, when you do that, what happens is, he sends you grace to help you in your time of need. So your boldness is supposed to be when you see the situation. I am the strength of the Lord. 
this is the victory that overcomes the world. Now you are talking to the world. Don't go to God and tell him this is the victory that overcomes the world. Is he the world? Am I talking to you? That's where your strength is. So you're not weak in God's presence. So you now expect to be strong when you're outside. No. If you're strong here, God will look at you and say, oh, he's sufficient. Go. And then you walk out and find out that the things that were supposed to bow before you, you are bowing. I didn't come tonight to talk to strong people. I came to talk to people who feel that I've tried too many times. I've even applied plenty of scripture principles that they have taught me and it didn't help me. I'm careful to come to God's mercy and tell him, Lord, I saw a girl today. She's beautiful. But I know what you demand. So grant me grace. By the time I come out, what used to attract me becomes so small in my eyes. Because I've come to exchange my source of strength. You can't connect with God's grace speaking sufficiency. So you hear Paul writing and say, and unto I who am less than even the least. It's a hard position he was trying to show you. It doesn't mean that he does not know his authority. Later on he was speaking. He said, and none of the apostles. I came to some of them that even said they were apostles and they met Jesus. And I realized that they were empty gongs. They weren't saying anything. But when he starts to talk, you hear him talk about where he contacted grace. One of the things you must learn to do is you must know where to contact grace. Some of you, your problem is that you are too strong in yourself. That's one of the reasons why you can't even come to a brother and say, brother, help me. The reason is you have confessed strength too much. You don't even know the circle of your brethren to stand in and say, I need help. There must be a circle of people you are accountable to. Be able to stand there naked and not ashamed. Tell them, hey, I've messed up this thing. Because if you can't account to a brother, you can't account to a sister, then you can't account before God. No. Do you understand what it meant? God said, Adam, where are you? Then Adam went to hide. Who made the garden? Suddenly, Adam wanted to enter into a position that would at least look a little strong before God. So he hid, tied figs around himself, and then he came out. And God looked at him. Say, oh, there. See. That is leaf you are tying around yourself. Soon it will dry. So God slays an animal and gives him a covering that is more lasting. Am I talking to you? But that cannot happen until you have hit the point in your own life. Oh, you have lifted your hands and you said, Lord, I need your help here. 
Do you think you are the first to get there? Jesus saw the task that was ahead of him. He saw the cross and the weight of it. Then he went to God. He said, Lord. Did you hear Jesus saying that I am strong? I have grace to face the cross. Did you hear him say it? Did you hear him say it? What did he say? He was real. Talking to real people. Hey, God, if I had a chance to choose, I'll have slept with that girl. Lord, if I have a chance to choose, I won't carry this cross. If I have a chance to choose, I will not do it like this. Say, but Lord, nevertheless, not my will. Let your will be done. Then the Bible says, and an angel came and strengthened him. Many times, many of you don't find strength because you don't know the position to stand in to ask God for strength. And tonight I want us to end the journey for the night in that position. Even if you are not in a relationship, I want you to end the journey tonight in that position. Because that's the grace that permits you to run through a relationship and not fail. It's a crazy generation. Everything tells you that the proof of love is sex. But hey, there's much more to it than that. So take a position of heart. Then come into God's presence. Say, Lord, this is me. I find myself once and again turning to look at a girl. And I wish I could see beyond what she's wearing. I find myself once and again in bed with a stranger. I find myself once and again here. And Lord, where I stand, I can't help myself. True, I've tried plenty times. I can't. I've come to you because I know you're the one who has strength to help me. None of us ever outgrows God. Once you get to that hard position, you are ready for a supply of grace. You will rise from there and you will rise in great strength. Once you rise from there in great strength, you realize that the things that cost you to fall will fall before you. Bow your heads. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Now, can you lift up your voice and just talk to him? I don't know about you, but I realize that I need his grace. It's not just for you. not just for you. I didn't speak just for you. I spoke for me also. Because what keeps me is a consistent supply of his grace. That's what keeps me. It's your grace. Your grace. I'm nothing without you. Your grace. Your grace shines on me. Your grace, your grace, I'm nothing without you. Your grace, your grace shines on me, shines on me.
shines on me, shines on me. Your grace, it shines on me, shines on me, shines on me. It's your grace, sing shines on me, shines on me. Your grace, it shines on me. Shines on me. It's your grace. Guys, lift up your voice and ask him for grace. Let it be you asking him for grace. You're not too strong. No. The race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Food does not always come to the wise. Time and chance happens to them all. Ask him for his grace. It's his grace that sustains. It's his grace that keeps you. Hallelujah. And while our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, you're sitting here, you're not, you're not born again. You've not given your life to Jesus. You've never said, Lord, take my life. Because that's the only place you can connect with His grace. That's where you can touch it. That's where you can touch it. Or you want to say, I've been roped into this whole sexual sin thing. Or any other kind of sin. Lord, tonight I recognize that I need your help. I need your grace. Please lift up your hands where you are. Please keep your eyes closed. We're just helping them to be bold. So keep your eyes closed. Lift up your hands where you are. You're saying, Lord, I need your grace. I realize I can't help myself. You can help me. Only you can help me. God bless you. Lift up your hands. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. God bless you. Please lift up your hands. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to give you some time. Please lift up your hands. Don't lose it tonight. God bless you. I see your hand. Don't lose it tonight. Don't lose it tonight. There's a beautiful plan of God for your life and you can start it all over again. Even if you've messed up before, you can start it all over again. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. Thank you. Now church, say this together with them. Say, Lord Jesus, I position myself to receive your grace. I give my life to you. Believing you died for me. And you are risen again for me. I declare that I am saved. I am separated unto you. And I receive your grace. In Jesus name. And the whole church says, Amen.